The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Tickets, your Wednesday, May 1st edition. We have a five-game early, nine-game main slate on tap for you today. Lots going on. We're going to break down the nine-gamer here on Quick Kits and over at thequantedge.com. All of your late-game action will be covered for you with the great writers over there, all the great tools, and much, much more. And if you need help in the Early slate, the member Discord is popping, so go join the quantage.com. The rest of the MLB season for $124.99. Try all the sports, NBA playoffs, MLB for your first month for $19.99, or give it a five-day trial for $5.99. All can be done with using the promo code Bubba. So go to the quantage.com, go check them out, promo code Bubba. If you're looking for some degenerate talk on all sports, all things, all help, DFS, season-long fantasy, betting, you name it, they got it over at the fantasysportsdgens.com, fantasy at Fantasy DGens on Twitter. We have a Fantasy Sports DGens Slack chat that's always off and popping. Lots of good stuff going on there. Our buddy Mike made a great new um, well, like Excel sheet or do- uh, Google Sheets sheet over there yesterday. It's uh, pretty cool stuff that the guys are sharing in there. So lots of good stuff going on there, over there. Totally free to come join us and check all that out as well. And lastly, if you have a rating and review on iTunes, I'd much appreciate it as it helps the podcast get out to more and more people to listen all of that is done now. Now we can focus on this day's action. Let's talk about the totals on today's slate. If you're doing the early Oakland at uh, Boston, a total of 10. Blue Jays, Royals waiting on that one because they're assuming they know the pitchers. It's the first game of a doubleheader, yada, yada, yada. Pirates, Rangers, total of 10. Yankees, D-backs, 8. Orioles, White Sox game, one of their doubleheader, 8.5. Actually, they're not double. they're not double dipping. That's just their only game today. So, basically, what you're looking at here is you have two totals of 10. You have an 8.5 and, and 8, and one to be determined to probably be 8 or 8.5. Yeah, pitching sucks on the early slate. Just basically, plain and simple for you, if I'm taking the early slate, Carlos Rodon at 94 versus Baltimore, great play. Like it a lot. Um, and then you just got to kind of get guessy. Like, you can go Jacob Junis versus Tampa. He pitched really well against them the last time out, but I respect the hell out of Tampa. Um, Masahiro Tanaka and Merrill Kelly, both options in that game in Arizona. Uh, Tanaka is a little more pricey, and he got beat up against the Angels, but that, that's Tanaka in a nutshell. He'll give up home runs, or he'll just shut people down. Merrill Kelly, very streaky, but, but 7400 bucks could be a decent look for you as well. Or you just get weird 
And Jalen Beeks is supposed to be the guy coming in after Ryan Stanick at fifty nine hundred bucks in the uh, after the opener. So you could look at him against Kansas City in that one. So it's pretty pretty bleak. Carlos Rodon is my favorite out of the the ten options you have, and then you build from there. And then it's just bats galore. The A's on the Red Sox both phenomenal plays. It's getaway days. Check the lineups, but both are are just awesome plays. Uh, Fires versus Velasquez. So you can go beat them both up. With whatever poison you want, as the Red Sox bats are heating up in a big way, and you get some value there with you know the, the Devers of the world, the Chavises, so on and so forth. Uh, the Rays versus Jacob Junis is always in play, but you know you're going to want to focus on A's, Red Sox, and then Pittsburgh at Texas. Thank God that one went to extras last night, so we got all the offense we were hoping for. Joey Gallo, Florida, and his almost seventy foot bomb last night uh, in like extra innings. But uh, Pirates Rangers is Tyon versus Shelby Miller. It's all the Pirates versus Shelby Miller. It's very simple. All the Pirates, lefties, righties. Marte's first game back off the IL, he goes deep. Josh Bell got his his uh, his double digit game on. There's so much to like there. And even Brian Reynolds, I mentioned him as a as a punt, uh, and he goes deep. There's a lot to like there in that Pirates offense for Shelby Miller. And you can look at the lefties in their Angels lineup for uh, Tyone for sure in GPPs. And I think out of the four teams, A's, Red Sox, Pirates, Rangers, Red Sox, and Pirates will be the two favorites out of those four. Uh, and then you can sprinkle with like the A's and the Rangers. There's a lot to like there. I kind of like the a- the A's a lot. I think they might be the the lowest out of those four teams. And then the D-backs versus Tanaka and the Yankees versus Kelly could be some GPP action there. But uh, that's where I'm looking in those ones. And then Orioles, White Sox. The White Sox versus David Hess is uh, an electric factory. And that's where you might get, uh, I mentioned those four teams and the, t- the two games totals of 10. The White Sox might be the sneakiest one out of them all going up against the Orioles and David Hess who gives up so much hard contact it makes your eyes go, makes your eyes bleed basically. So, that's where I'm at on this slate. Again, if you have any questions, member Discord on TQE, hit me up there. Or over in Fantasy DJ's Slack chat, I'll be there. Just message me there and I'll help you out. No problem at all. All right, the nine-game main slate action. Tigers at Phillies, total of eight. Cardinals at Nationals, total of seven and a half. Reds, Mets, seven. Indians, Marlins, seven. Padres, Braves, nine. Rockies, Brewers, nine. Astros, Twins, nine. Dodgers, Giants, 7. Blue Jays, Angels, 8.5. So you have three sevens and a 7.5. And, and then you have some, a couple, an 8.5 and, and a three nine. So you got a lot of different ways to go about this slate. It's actually some pretty decent pitching for a, an overall slate. With 18 pitchers on the dais, I have 9 that I like to target. And I narrowed it down to about 4 or 5 I really like to target. But uh, we'll go over them real quick. And I'm going to go real briefly over the top guys. you got Mad Max versus St. Louis at 10-9. Max is a beast. St. Louis doesn't strike out at them, but Max is a beast. There's no sugarcoating that. His ERA is over four. He's given up a lot of hard contacts. Gives up the long ball this year. He's in play if you so choose because he can always put up 30-plus points. Same with Jacob DeGrom at 10-2 versus Cincinnati. DeGrom's giving up more hard contact than he's given up in a long, long time. He's given up a lot of fly balls as well. So the ball is leaving the park on DeGrom. But both DeGrom and Scherzer are striking out a lot of guys. Both in great matchups. DeGrom's is better against Cincinnati than Scherzer's against St. Louis. Both phenomenal plays, but tonight, I'm not. I don't think I'm paying up for pitching. I really don't think I have to pit for pitching. We'll get into it a little more as we go down. But those two guys are elite plays, but I don't think they're elite on this this slate. And you're getting them at a discount compared to what you're used to, especially the Grom at ten two. So again, both in play if you so choose to go up there. If you want to play cash and maybe have a safe floor like people did with Trevor Bauer last night, he got you 28 points. He didn't. He didn't even look great, but he got you 28. You can do that. But that leads me, you know, Trevor Bauer's teammate, Corey Kluber, 9400 bucks. The Klubot's been struggling a ton as well. But facing that Miami team, it strikes out almost 28% of the time. You saw what happened with 
with uh, Bauer. Bauer's better than Kluber. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But you can get into trouble against this team, but they strike out so much. And the thing with Bauer, like I say every time we break Bauer down, is he, he almost pitches you know, 120 pitches a game. And that allows him to, and they let him get in trouble and they let him get out of it. That's why he still goes so deep into every game. Kluber won't go as deep, but he can still get you six or seven really good innings. He can get you 20-plus DraftKings points to 9400 bucks in, in an elite matchup against the Miami Marlins. So there's one reason why I'm not going to pay up for Max and DeGrom. Is you can go down to Kluber or you go down to my favorite pitcher of the high price guys. In the 9K and above, my top guy, and I hope he gets overlooked because people want to flock to Scherzer and DeGrom. And again, I get why you want to do that. But when you can save $1,000 on DeGrom, you can save $1,700 on Max, and you get Hung Jin Ryu at 9200 bucks at the San Francisco Giants, I'm all aboard. Hung Jin's last two starts is coming off the IL. Uh, five and two-thirds, two earned, nine Ks, seven innings, two earned, ten Ks. That's Pittsburgh and at Baltimore. 22.6, 31 DraftKings points. Ryu's always been really good. It's just always been an injury thing with Ryu. And the Giants, 23% K rate versus left-handed pitching. And they are dreadful versus left-handed pitching. We talk about it a lot. The Giants team total is 3.22. It's just above the Marlins and the Tigers and the Reds. Fourth lowest on the slate. It's, it's tied with the Cardinals versus Scherzer. Lefties, 295. Righties, 266 versus Ryu. And the Giants, a 264 Woba and a 115 ISO versus left-handed pitching. Dreadful. Absolutely dreadful stuff there. So Ryu at 9200 bucks is a guy I want to target. I want to save cash on above. And I like cash game lineups and GPP lineups with Ryu at 9200 bucks. Not a problem at all. So, you know, in, in the 9K and above, I got Ryu 1, Kluber 2, Scherzer 3, DeGrom 4. I just think Ryu and Kluber have very, very good floors with tremendous upside. Similar to the other two. They have better matchups than the other two. So that's my theory there. And I think DeGrom and Scherzer will be popular. Because that's what people want to go do. And I get it. So I'll pivot to Kluber and Ryu. And I'll go Ryu 1 and Kluber 2 in that range. When you drop below 9K, it gets a little more interesting. Marcus Stroman, 8800 bucks at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Stroman's been outstanding this year. 1.43 ERA and a 1.09 whip. Averaging almost 21 DraftKings points per start. His last two starts against the A's, 27 or more DraftKings points. He essentially has 15 or more points in all but one start this season. So pretty good floor there with Mr. Stroman against an Angels team that doesn't strike out a ton. That's a big bugaboo. And Stroman doesn't strike a lot of guys out. Just major ground ball guy. And his, his strikeout rate's gone up this year from years past, but still not like a world beater by any means. And the Angels, where'd they go? 4.35 team total. Lefties 349, righties 298. So Stroh at 800 bucks. Very interesting play. Could be an ownership pivot play. I don't want to completely write him off at this moment. Not one of my favorite plays, but uh, he's in play at 800 bucks. Like a guy I like a little more at 8600 bucks is Caleb Smith uh, at home. When he pitches at home, A, that's outstanding. B, he's got so much strikeout upside. you got to just love what you're seeing here. He's got six or more Ks in every single start this year. He has 18 or more drafting points in every single start this year. And he's he just shut down Philadelphia and Philly. He's given up uh, three good runs or less in every start. Caleb Smith has been outstanding this season. Now, the blow-up start's going to happen one of these days. And hopefully it's not today. But he's facing a Cleveland team, striking out 26% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Caleb Smith has a near 29% ground ball rate. Gives up a ton of fly balls. And that's why it's always scary when he's on the road. But at home, that works based on the ballpark. Uh, Cleveland's team totals 3.85. Lefties 3.10. Righties 3.24. But the Indians are 278. Well, but a .089 ISO. That's, almost, that's worse than the Giants against left-handed pitching. So Caleb Smith at 8600 bucks, Big, big fan right now. Uh, at, at early glances, it's like Ryu. It's Caleb Smith. And the next guy for me are my top three pitchers on this slate. 
And that next guy, Colin McHugh, eighty three hundred bucks at the Minnesota Twins. Now I'll, I'll preface this: that Minnesota Twins offense is very, very scary. We saw what Garrett Cole did yesterday, though, shut them down. Verlander had some hiccups, but still pitched very, very well in the end of it all. And you got McHugh outside of a rocky start at Texas, which you can kind of forgive, has been outstanding. 20.6, So 20 or more points in every start outside of Texas. He's gone uh, two earned runs or three and runs or less in all those starts. He's got five or more Ks in all those nine and three of those five. He's been very, very good. And again, facing a Minnesota team that strikes out about 19% of the time versus righties. McHugh at 30, almost 32% K rate. Lots of fly balls, which is a bit scary against this Minnesota team. With the at the price point of eighty three hundred bucks, he gets a little bit of wiggle room there. Four point three total for McHugh, just below the Angels and Marcus Stroman. Lefties three twenty five, righties two thirty. So Kepler, Rosario, Polanco. That's that's terrifying because they have a ton of power. So it's a very interesting GPP play. People won't be going to McHugh with the other options on board, but I'm a big fan of what Colin McHugh brings to the table. And the last guy here is Max Freed at 700 bucks at home. This is the San Diego Padres. Max just continues to get it done. Not a tremendous strikeout guy, but, you know, he's got 16 or more points in four of his last five. He's got over 20 in three of those five. He's been very, very good this season, especially at home in the early going here. He's more of an efficient pitcher than anything, but he's, you know, he doesn't seem like he strikes out guys. But he's got a 26% K rate this year, a 52% ground ball rate, and he got a Padres team that strikes out 27% of the time versus lefties. That all lines up to pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. San Diego, 4.1 run total. Lefties, 302. Righties, 334 versus Freed. We saw the Franamil go off. We'll talk about him in bats. Because, um, you know, a 320 Woba for the Padres versus lefties and a 227 ISO. So, like I said yesterday, when they hit the ball, and they hit it very, very well. And very, a lot of power thanks to that ISO. But Freed at 78, very, very good. He's making team guys miss bats. That's big. Is that sustainable? We shall see. But it's an option. So, in the 7 and 8K range, I got McHugh 1. Caleb Smith, two. Freed, three. Stroman, five. Or four. Four. And then the last guy I want to mention is Cal Quantrill, $5,500. If you're punting at Atlanta, I have no problem using Cal Quantrill making his MLB debut. This kid is so damn good. Drafted a couple years ago in the Padres system. He ran right through the system. Once he got back from an injury, he's scorching hot. Uh, in his last four starts, he's, he went four and two-thirds the other day. But he's got at least five in every start prior to that. Two earned runs or less in all those starts. And he has, um, I was just looking at it, focus. Five Ks or more in all those starts. He's going about 92, 93 pitches in pretty much every start. So he's stretched out to probably go five or six innings in this debut, barring the uh, Braves getting to him. So Quantrill at 5500 bucks, not the worst putt. This guy's really, really good. Again, it's his debut against, against a good lineup in Atlanta. So you got to pick your poisons there. But it's an Atlanta team that strikes out 23% of the time. First right-handed pitching. They do have a five or 4.19 total, so keep that in mind. But if you want to punt, Quantrill, not the worst punt in the world on this slate. No problem with that at all. So recapping your pitching real quick. Up top, I got Ryu 1, Kluber 2, Max 3, DeGrom 4. Again, I explained my theories there and my reasoning behind it. Down below, McHugh 1. He's like 1A to Caleb Smith 1B. I like them both a lot. Then you got Max Freed and Marcus Stroman. Last but not least, Cal Quantrell. So if you want to punt with Quantrell, no problem with that. Otherwise, you know, get some Ryu with some of these lower guys or just stay with the lower guys in that 7 and 8K range. You can get a lot of bats today. There's ways to get bats in here and have some pretty stable pitching, at least on paper stable pitching. We know how it varies every freaking night. It changes all the time. But this is the kind of stuff you can look at and try to get away with. So 
I, I like slates like this where I can feel confident in my mid-tier to lower-tier pricing, which I can tonight. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it lines up very, very well where I don't have to force the pay-up and I can get all the bats because we talked about the totals tonight. You got like the four low ones, which we're targeting the pitchers on. Then you got a handful of really good ones to target when we talk about bats. Speaking of bats, let's get at it. As always, we'll kick it off with the catcher's position. And it's all about if you want to spend or do you not want to spend. Like you got guys like JT Rio Muto at 45 versus Daniel Norris. Very solid spend-up spot if you choose to go there. Or you can even go guys Monte Grandal versus Antonio Sensatella. Like that quite a bit. Milwaukee's got a 4.75 team total. Sensatella does show some reverse splits, but still 314 lefties, 320 righties. And Grandal is hitting the ball oh so well. So 4300 bucks. I don't hate that at all. You got Ronnie Chirinos at 4K versus Martin Perez. I like Perez a lot. Not using him tonight, though. Houston, 4.7 team total. We saw them get off the schneid yesterday. Big, big game. Lefties, 282. Righties, 387 versus Martin. I like Martin a lot. I've used him a lot this year in punts. I've used him a lot in season long. I'll probably be benching him in season long versus Houston. It's just not the risk I want to take. I can see him pitching great. I really can. I just don't feel like I want to be there. But uh, Trinos at 4K, another option for you as well. Dropping below the 4K range, though. Like, if you want to fade uh, Quantrill, it doesn't bother me at all. Brian McCann at 38 is an option for you. Indeed. A guy like Wilson Ramos versus Steve Sclafani at 36. Ramos is going to get going eventually. We mentioned his stat cast numbers the other day. It's coming. It's just a matter of when, not if. So keep an eye on Wilson Ramos as he'll he'll have some big ones here pretty soon. Uh, the farther down you go, though, it's going to be a lineup check type thing because um, I respect Stroman, but you could look at Luke Roy or Smith. Luke Roy went deep yesterday. That's why I just love those cheap Angels catchers because they have pretty good floors with some upside. So you can always kind of go there if you need to punt. Otherwise, like I said... Danny Jansen is down to 3K versus Pena. He's been horrible, and it really bugs me because I was really high on him this year. That's a nice cheap price tag versus Pena. You can take a look at him uh, or just uh, see what lineups come out and value shows up at the position. All right, first base, you got Belly Bombs versus Bumgarner. Not the best spot, but it's not horrible. I get Reese's Pieces versus Daniel Norris at 55. I like that quite a bit. Pete Alonso is always intriguing uh, at 53 versus DiScofani. I like Freddie Freeman versus Control at 51. Don't hate that at all. You got Daniel Murphy at 48 versus Chase Anderson if you need to go up top. Otherwise, like Matt Adams versus Mikolas. Mikolas has been so bad this year, especially against left-handed pitching. The Nats have a 4.3 team total. Lefties, 303. Righties, 283. But it's it's been worse than that for Mikolas. He's been getting smoked by lefties. Lots of power versus lefties. So Matt Adams at 44 could be in play for you. Same with Justin Smoke at 44 versus Pena. As you can target lefties versus Pena very well. Toronto... Has a team total of 4.2. Lefties 322. Righties 285. So those could be some uh, cheaper 4K options for you. But as you go down even farther, um, there will be guys like Eric Hosmer. It's lefty-lefty, but 4K could be a GPP type play. Nico Goodrum mentioned him yesterday. I love Vinny V. He has pitched. It was the, the, the perfect Vinny V start. He has dominating strikeout stuff, and he just can't get out of his way against a team like the Tigers. It's what Vinny V does best. I even mentioned it on the podcast yesterday. This is what he's done most year after year, and I go back to him because of the upside he has. He has tremendous upside, and we've seen it time and time again. So you got uh, Nico Goodwin tonight at 4K. It's a struggling Aaron Nola. Lefties can get to Nola. Um, I got no problem if you want to trust Nola and think he gets it done, but uh, Nico Goodwin at 4K with his hard hit skills is outstanding. Took Velasquez deep yesterday. Don't mind him all again at 4K. Then when you drop down below four, it gets a little bleaker. You go like Tyler White against Martin Perez at 37 and Yuli Gurriel at 36. Tyler White, my GPP power upside in that matchup, so don't mind that at all. 
A Joey Votto at 35 versus DeGrom. If you want to get a little contrarian and save some cash and, and think DeGrom's going to continue to struggle, get a cheap Joey Votto leading off for the Reds or hitting towards the top of the lineup for the Reds. Maybe not leading off right now, but towards the top of that order, you could look that direction as well. Second base, you got Ozzy Albies at 52 as he keeps hitting it well, but Mustakas at 47 versus Sensatella. Like that quite a bit. You got Jose Altuve at 45. You got these Astros players kind of, you know, not all the way at the top, so they're kind of a little hidden, which makes things interesting. Altuve at 45 versus Martin, very, very solid. Uh, Ryan McMahon versus Chase Anderson is always intriguing. But like, say, let him as Diaz cracks the lineup for Houston. He's 4K, first base, second base eligible. Loves hitting lefties, so keep an eye on him. You got Kiki Hernandez, second base alpha at 4K. Uh, he went deep yesterday. He loves him some Mad Bum. We'll get into that in the BVP later. So Kiki at 4K is very, very interesting in that matchup versus Mad Bum. Farther down you go, though, below 4K, you just got to get uh, see what lineups come out because it's very, very bleak. Like Luis Rengifo at 36 is going to be a punt. I'm going to use over and over again because this kid is very good and has stolen base upside, so I like that quite a bit. But, yeah, other than that, uh, check your lineups see what pops up. Third base, you got Arenado at 51, definitely in play versus Anderson. You got the likes of Mustakas at 47. Bregman at 46. Bregs went deep yesterday. Very good spot there versus Perez. Again, it's funny. They're not the top guys right now, and that's going to really be interesting to see how the ownership plays out with those Houston Astros. Uh, sliding down to like Jeff McNeil, third base outfield. He had another four-hit game last night, 18 more points. The dude just keeps raking, leading off for the Mets, hitting 370 this year. Not a lot of power, but lots of multi-hit abilities, lots of runs to be scored. More of a cash game than GPP guy, but a little bit of upside there for GPPs as well at 4,200. Machado versus Freed, interesting at 41. Uh, you got guys like Vlad Guerrero Jr. still looking for that first long ball at 4K. Yohan Camargo versus Contrell at 39. Don't mind that at all. Matt Carpenter versus Scherzer at 38. Good for a GPP. No problem with that at all. Very interesting there. Uh, Guriel at 36. Talked about him already. First base, third base eligible. You got Travis Shaw down at 36 for Sensatella. So you got a little bit of value here at the position. Uh, Justin Turner at 35 versus Mad Bum. Another option you could look at. And then Brian Anderson at 33. Versus Kluber, I got no problem with that at all. Uh, Anderson, seven points last night. Not a world beater, but when it comes to punting, Brian Anderson is super cheap with, with big-time upside, so I don't hate that at all. Shortstop, you got Trevor Story. Carlos Correa, though, at 48. Very, very nice. Polanco, if you're choosing to fade McHugh or have some one-offs at 46, is in play for you. Uh, Paul DeYoung at 46, I like a lot for GPPs versus Scherzer if you're going to fade Scherzer, which is always dicey, but we've mentioned over a four ERA, lots of hard contact, guns up the long ball a lot. Paul DeYoung loves him some righties, and he's been red hot. So not a must play by any means, but if you want to get super contrarian, Paul DeYoung is a fun one to get uber contrarian with. Switch hitting Francisco Lindor at 45. Not horrible, but I like Caleb Smith a lot. Uh, you got Aronson Simmons at 42 versus Strowman. He's in play for you. Um, Ahmed Rosario at 39. If you're looking to stack the Mets, he's a part of a stack. Not a one-off probably, but a stack. Uh, farther down you look, though, it gets pretty bleak pretty quick at shortstop per usual. It's usually pretty top-heavy. But the one I'll mention somehow... Oh, no, that's not the one. Where did, Jose Peraza is 3100 bucks. He's second-base shortstop. I know it's DeGrom, but he's leading off. I talked about him a ton yesterday. He got 12 more points as he got on, stole another bag. This is what he does. He's got 12 and 15 in his last two. He's got seven, uh, 12 or more in three of his last five, seven or more in four of his last five. The dude's going to be better than this. The Grom is very, very good. But if you're looking for a punt, Jose Peraza at 31 is a very, very good punt at second base or shortstop. And then you head to the outfield. And you got Belly Bombs. You got Trout versus Stroman. 
Blackman versus Anderson. Blackman's been hitting really well, but Springer went deep again yesterday. He's crushing it. He's 5,200. Very good-looking play there. Like you got Eddie Rosario at 5K versus McHugh if you're going to go that direction. Juan Soto versus Mikulis at 49. Very much in play as well. Acuna, decent night last night. Like I said, he's going to get it going again. A little bit of a slump, but he's 48. You can look there. Max Kepler at 47. Again, if you're fading uh, McHugh. If you want to get weird with the Cardinals, Marcelo Zuna is 4,600 versus Mad Max. And the Cardinals, you know, they have a 3.22 team total tied with the Giants for fourth lowest on the slate. So they're not the lowest by any means, but it's still Mad Max. It just depends on how risky you want to be, but I don't hate some of those things. Just know the risk you're playing. You got Hunter Renfro at 45 versus Freed. He's in play for you tonight. Uh, Victor Robles at 45, definitely worth a look. Nick Marcakis only 43 versus Quantrill in play. Uh, sliding on down farther, I mentioned Jeff McNeil already. Um, Brian Goodwin went deep again yesterday. I mentioned him over and over again. He's 4,200. So was Cole Calhoun, both in play. Uh, I like If you're into a one-off, I prefer Goodwin over Calhoun. But both in play for you, both pretty close. But Goodwin's just had a more consistent upside game in and game out. Really like what I see there. We talked about him on Bench with Bubba, episode 166 with Sammy Reed. Go check him out uh, when you do that. Nico Goodrum again, 4K. You know, Juan Camargo, 39. I mentioned these guys already, but another good GPP play. Jesse Winker's only 3900 bucks for Stagrom. Winker's already got eight homers on the year, a career high for him. He's really, really heating up as, of late, almost averaging 10 points in his last 10 games, hitting 333 over that stretch. Keep an eye on some Jesse Winker action. But Brandon Nimmo at 39 versus Denise Lafani, very solid as well. A few others down here as we slide on through. Jose Martinez, another good GPP play for sure. So we talk about how much he loves hitting righties. He crushes right-handed pitching. 10 more points last night, averaging 9.2 his last 10, hitting 441 over his last 10 games. He hasn't even gone deep. He's got three doubles. His only extra base hits. But he's driving in runs. He's just a hit machine. So Jose Martinez at 38, very intriguing in that matchup. But my boy, the Franamil, I say it every day on this podcast because I mean it, and he showed it again last night. He is a GPP play if you're looking for one-offs every single day. He's Joey Gallo light. He doubled on last night, went three for four for 35 points. Because it's 35 at 3 3 0 0 0 30. 3 0 0. That's why he's Joey Gallo light. It's all or nothing. But when he goes off, he breaks the slate. That's what he did last night. So you always just keep in mind never a must play, but just realize the upside. Because I laugh when I see in the chats that people are like, oh man, like no one recommended Franville. It's like, no, I recommend him every day if you want to take the gamble. This guy is legit. Has this upside against any pitcher any day? And he's facing Max Fried, who gives, who righties can hit with a lot of power. He's either going to go 0 for four, very possible 0 for four, or he's going to have another huge game. You just have to be able to take that risk and be okay with it. That's what the Franville is all about. So you go down even farther from Franville after that diatribe, and it's more just kind of a check your line thing. Harrison Bader probably not, but interesting. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez GPP maybe. Yasiel Puig 3500 GPP maybe. Uh, the Grandy man at 34, he took Bauer deep. I do like, I talk about Grandy a lot for punts and GPPs. Leading off, he could take Kluber deep and strike out three times at the same time. But for 3400 bucks, could be worth the look if you're looking to punt. That'll wrap up the bats. Recapping the pitching real quick. Up top, Ryu with a bullet is number one. Kluber, number two. Max three to ground four. I don't think you need to pay up tonight all the way up to the 10K, guys. You can stay with Ryu and Kluber. Dropping down to the 7s and the 8s, you got McHugh, Caleb Smith, kind of 1A, 1B. Like them both a lot. They got Max Fried, a good matchup there against San Diego. And then Marcus Stroman. And then if you want to punt, Car- uh, 
Cal Quantrill against the Atlanta Braves is puntable for sure. Talking about your stacks on this slate, you got the wonderful Philadelphia Phillies versus Daniel Norris. Very, very, very much in play. Lefty's 392, righty's 353, so don't sleep on that one, as Daniel Norris has not been good at all. Atlanta does have a high team total. If you want to fade Quantrill, I get it, but I, I like the kid. I want to see what he's got, but you can definitely fade training if you, if you so choose. But, you know, like Milwaukee versus Sensatella. Milwaukee's kind of been quiet for the most part. They've put up runs in the first game. It's rather quiet. I don't hate that at all. Houston versus Martin Perez. You know, it's the fourth or fifth lowest to- or highest total on the slate. Lefties hit 282 at righties 387. Coming off that offensive barrage last night, they're in a smash spot against Martin Perez. I, I think Houston's one of the top stacks on this slate. Then other than that, it's kind of mix and match. You got like lefties versus Stroman. You got um, some of those Colorado bats versus Chase Anderson. His reverse splits. The Mets versus Desclafani is intriguing. Just a little bit all over the board. Depends on how you want to break it down. There's ways to go, but like you know, it's for me. It's it's Milwaukee. It's Houston. I like a lot. Um, you sprinkle in some Philadelphia in there if you can, and then some of the one-offs we talked about throughout the slate. All right, BVP on this bad boy. I'll go through the whole slate. The early action, J.D. Martinez, 8 for 17, two doubles, two homers against Mike Fiers. Um, you got Starling Marte, 7 for 18, double, triple versus uh, Shelby Miller. Gregory Polanco's taking him deep. Adam Jones, 12 for 32, two doubles, three homers, a 375 average versus Masahiro Tanaka. Eduardo Escobar, 6 for 16 with a double. So there's some good numbers over Tanaka if you need to be a little different. Uh, now we get to the late slate, the main slate of action. Yasiel Puig's only hit a buck seventy-six, three for seventeen versus Degrom, but two of those three are home runs. Um, Marcelo Zuna's taking Scherzer deep twice, but he's hitting two thirty-three, seven for thirty, so not crazy, but GPP relevant as we were talking earlier. Um, Nolan Arenado eight for twenty-seven, a double and four home runs off Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson major reverse splits right. He's hit him much better than lefties. Arenado got four homers against him. Blackman's homer twice. Jonathan Scope, four for that with a double and a homer off McHugh. Nelson Cruz, two homers off of McHugh. George Springer, six for 21 with two homers off of Perez. Correa, five for 17 with a homer. Altuve, 11 for 34, six doubles. Jake Marisnik, who loves lefties, five for 18, three doubles. Marisnik went deep last night. They hit Martin Perez very, very well. Uh, there is a doubleheader in Baltimore and the White Sox. Just not, the second game is not on the slate. That's what it is. Um, Dodgers Giants Salarte 4 for 17 2 doubles against Ryu uh, Posey 11 for 36 3 doubles and a homer B. Cross 8 for 28 2 doubles and a homer but Enrique Kiki Hernandez hitting 500 versus Mad Bum 21 for 42 5 doubles and 4 home runs David Freese who went Oppo Taco yesterday as we were saying on Twitter between uh, a couple of buddies um, if, you, if David Freese can go Oppo Taco at AT&T the ball's definitely juiced. That's Scott Jensen and Matt Davis. We were talking about that. So David Free, 7 for 15, two doubles and a homer off Mad Bum. Belly, Jock, Barnes have homers off Mad Bum. Uh, Justin Turner's hitting 242, but he's 15 for 62 with three doubles and four homers. So they have some pop versus Mad Bum, a 377 Wilbur and a 238 ISO. Dodgers could be your sneakier play today against Mad Bum. Don't hate that at all. Uh, Mike Trout, 6 for 13, two doubles off of Stroman, and that is your BVP. And that is your quick hits tonight. Again, five-game early slate. Come to the member Discord on the Quant Edge. Get your season pass for $124.99. Your first month all sports, NBA playoffs, and baseball for $19.99. Or your five-day trial for $5.99. Use promo code Bubba to get those deals and come join us. Get all the content, all the tools, and the member Discord. 
you're just looking for some straight DGEN talk on season-long DFS, betting, you name it, they got it. FantasyDGENs.com. The Slack chat is at FantasyDGENs. Uh, at FantasyDGENs on Twitter. Ask for an invite, and we'll get you in there and get you covered with all the goodies you need. Uh, rating and review on iTunes. Would much appreciate I'd like to not have to bug you guys on that anymore, but I need more ratings and review. So it's very, very simple. With all that being said, though, fun one tonight. Good nine-game slate. Don't pay for pitching if you don't want to. But I'm on Twitter at BDintrick. Hit me up with any questions. And I will catch you guys tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your May 1st edition. I'm out. Peace.